For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Larry Hughes is going to pop out and get the ball. Jordan's going to rub his man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes. Hey, DC family. Welcome into another Believe in Wizards podcast, something that everybody loves to talk about this week, trade rumors. Uh, we've been hearing a lot about Jeremy Grant of the Pistons potentially uh, being a target for the Wizards. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that today. I've got Bryce Simon on of the Motor City Hoops podcast. Bryce is a former college basketball player himself, a coach, really smart basketball guy. So thought he was the perfect person to come on and talk about what Jeremy Grant would look like for the Wizards. Does that move make sense? All those kinds of things. So he'll be joining me here in a minute. But just before we get to that, just a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, with that, let's uh, let's bring on Bryce. All right, welcome back, Wizards fans. Uh, I'm here with Bryce Simon of the Motor City Hoops podcast. Bryce, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I, I was so excited when I got your message, and I'm glad we were able to do it so quickly. And I'm excited to talk the Wizards, the Pistons, Jeremy Grant, whatever we're going to get into. And selfishly, uh, for anybody who doesn't do any podcasting of their own, scheduling is usually the toughest part of this. So uh, you made it super easy on me, which I, I greatly appreciate. I'm just glad we were able to make it work. So uh, I think we got a good one here. Everybody loves trade talk. So uh, we'll, we'll just kind of dive right in here. There's been some reporting recently. Uh, the Athletic had some stuff. I think Woj had something that Jeremy Grant is a is a name that the Wizards at least have some interest in. Uh, he has, you know, he's from the D.C. area originally. Uh, there's some other ties. Actually, his brother Jerrion played for the Wizards for a while and the Capital City GoGo or G League team. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's obviously um, some interest here just from that kind of perspective too. But you know, we haven't seen a lot of Jeremy Grant this year. It, he's kind of a different player than I think a lot of people saw in the playoffs with Denver a couple of years ago. So I think just to start us off, like, what is Jeremy Grant? Who is Jeremy Grant? What what kind of guy are the Wizards even looking at here? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that's a very interesting question because I think the Jeremy Grant that I've seen uh, covering or watching the Pistons and being a fan and being a podcaster is different than probably the Jeremy Grant maybe the Wizards would actually want him to be. <laughs> Because here's how the best way I can say it is he was he's not a number one guy, but he was playing as the number one guy in Detroit. Now, he had a breakout season uh, a season ago, 
And when that when the Pistons signed him, everybody thought that Troy Weaver overpaid. And it ended up that wasn't the case whatsoever. He had a really good season. The efficiency did drop. And then even in the games we've seen this year, the efficiency has dropped a little bit more. And I would tell you, Matt, that with the uptick in field goal attempts and usage, I felt personally like the defense and the rebounding mm-hmm. took a hit. A, a player only has so much energy. So with that said, what I'm going to tell you he was – maybe different than the Jeremy Grant you'll get in Washington because you have Bradley Bill and you have, I, I don't know, Kyle Kuzma, you know, those guys that, that depending on who would go out on a trade, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll get into all of that. So, but you guys, you have higher usage guys, especially from the Jeremy Grant we saw last year before we got Cade Cunningham in Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a great point. And, you know, I, I did not see a ton of, of Pistons games last year, candidly, but uh, I saw enough to understand that he took a big leap offensively when I thought, you know, Grant, it was the mostly power forward in a timeshare with Paul Millsap in Denver, you know, an older Paul Millsap. And he didn't really kind of like, uh, you know, totally own, you know, own that role and d- displace Millsap. So then all of a sudden we get Jeremy Grant, who's like almost like de facto shooting guard. Uh, and, and I think you hit a great point where maybe what the Wizards get is kind of a blend of the two, you know, maybe a little um, less offensive responsibility, but, um, you know, not quite just like a lockdown defender, kind of a guy that can do a little bit of both. Yeah. And I think he can be a lockdown defender and he's very switchable. He can lose focus off the ball at times, but I'll be honest with you. I was talking, you know, with you beforehand, I've only really been doing this for about 12 months but almost every NBA player that I do a breakdown on, I end up finding myself, hey, they lose focus off the ball. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's just nitpicky from a guy that really focuses on defense with his high school team. He he's pretty good on the weak side, Matt. Like he'll come come across, get blocks. He's not like a rim protector. Like I'm not telling you that, but you know, he can protect the rim weak side. He's athletic guy. Um, and I, you know, in a breakdown I did earlier this season for Detroit bad boys, you know, in that breakdown, I went back, he, he guarded Jalen green in one of the clips. And then the next clip he was guarding Christian wood. And then the next one, it was Pascal Siakam. That's three completely different types of players, no matter how good you think they are. I think they're all pretty good offensively. At least those are three varying types of players. And that's kind of the versatility he can give you defensively. You know, some of the folks that have, have responded, let's say, less positively to the idea of, of Grant joining the Wizards have talked about the fit. I think one of the benefits of him as a player is that, you know, he is versatile. Uh, he could be kind of a utility guy based on on what you need. Maybe there's some things he does better than others. Um, but I don't think the Wizards can turn down a defender really at any position based on uh, kind of the slip they've taken, you know, over the last month, month and a half, realistically. So, uh Bryce, as a, as a coach, as a former college basketball player yourself, like uh, you can answer this better than, than I can as an amateur basketball watcher here, but like, is it's not a tools thing for him, right? It's a, it's a role. This is not what he's been asked to do. Like we're not seeing a physical slip or anything like that. Like he's, he's still capable of doing that when he has to, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't think, you know, in Detroit, we talk about him being too old for the, for the <laughs> that, timeline, that right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it makes sense here. Um, I still don't think he's too old for it, but I think some things have changed why he came to Detroit. And then um, I'm not saying he wants out, but I'm just saying when, when we got Cade Cunningham, the face of the franchise changed and it yeah. was no longer Jeremy Grant. That's all I'll say. But 
you know, he's still got all the athletic tools. The injury is a thumb injury in case any Wizards fans are curious what's going on. Like it, he finished the game in which it happened. And then, you know, it was, it, he's been out since. So if, if the Pistons were, you know, headed for like uh, the five seed in the playoffs or something, we'd probably still have Jeremy Grant on the court right now. Right? No cap, no doubt. No doubt. I, I think the biggest thing is the role. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I will defer to you. I'm interested to ask you where I, I told you beforehand again that I haven't necessarily caught a ton of Wizards game. I check every box score. I, it was actually an offseason. You're, not, you're re- not missing much lately. But, <laughs> I, but it, they actually had an offseason that I liked. I liked kind of some of the moves they made and different things. And I, I, I'm not anti-Russell Westbrook just, you know, to throw that out there. But I did like the trade for them. Um but it, it, he's not an ISO guy. Like if you're going to, I don't know if the wizards run an ISO heavy offense. If they do, you're going to have some frustrated fans because that's not what they don't know best. either. I don't, think. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a, a point of some contention is just what actually they're trying to do. Uh, Wes Unsell jr. Who was Jeremy Grant's basically defensive coordinator in, in Denver has talked a lot about um, having to dumb down his offense for people and, and just overly simplify things. And, and I think, most fans would point to kind of the need for that three and D can he space the floor? Um, can he guard multiple positions at a decent level? If he can, you know, help on the defensive boards, like that's a bonus. Um, so getting, you know, not to make it like the old school positional thing only, but I, I do think there is some relevance here, like in terms of overlap with other players, like Kuzma's really starting to break out for the wizards over the last 10 games. You just get Rui Hachimura back. Um, Denny Avdia has slipped a little bit offensively, I would say the second half of the season, but still a really good kind of defensive guy. Um, but probably most naturally suited to, to guard bigger forward. So, uh, can Grant be a three if you need him to, is he a four? Like, is he a small mall five? Like, where do you think he's kind of best suited to play or who is he best suited to play next to? I think maybe is a better question. So I would say all of, he can do all of the above. Um, I don't think he wants to be a small ball five, but I think you could do it in stretches against mm-hmm. certain guys. He, he's a strong guy. Like he's not like this skinny player. Um, they tried to play him at the three a lot um, last season, whenever Blake Griffin was still in the mix. And I, for one, hated it. Um, and I think he's best suited at the four. I really do. Some people question whether physically holds. I think he, I don't think like a four man in the NBA just pounds you to death in the post anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like it because then he's a switchable guy in ball screens on to maybe not like a quick explosive guard, but a lot of guards in this, especially like a stronger type guard, like a, like a Russell Westbrook type guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like him as a four man offensively. Well, let me say with the defense, defensive rebounding is something I've really harped on him. And again, this may be just like a nitpicky thing. The Pistons are a very, very poor defensive rebounding team, and they don't have like a big that just gobbles them up. And I felt like he should always get more involved in the defensive boards than what he did. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. And, and the a Wizards huge have, needle mover based on yeah, what he's been doing recently. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I bring it up because I watched the box scores. And it's like, oh, my God, Kyle Kuzma had 20 rebounds. And, <laughs> and I don't know. Again, I'm box score watching. But um, uh, maybe there's maybe there's not enough defensive rebounds that need to be had. Maybe it won't be an issue. So, yeah, and it's really fair. I think you hit a really good point there, too. Like a lot of times players get dinged because. Well, they couldn't switch on to the most dynamic point guard in the league and guard him in space. Like the best wing defenders in the league aren't staying in front of John Morant. So I, I don't expect Jeremy Grant to do it, you know, every possession. Like, can he do it serviceably enough uh, when it matters? 
Uh, can he guard a bigger player for a possession or two when it matters? Like, I think that's more kind of the stuff you at least need him to be serviceable uh, if that's the situation. Yeah. And, and to go to the, like I, you know, looking at the roster again, like I think he'd fit well off a guy like Bradley Bill, who I assume is taking most of the shots sure. is going to take most of the clutch time shots is ball screen. You know, like you're not going to put Jeremy Grant as the ball screen ball handler. Like that's not going to be his thing. Again, he can have some mid-range ISOs that are going to be okay. If you look at his three-point shooting, it's not maybe quite as good, like his overall effective field goal percentage, but I don't have an access to synergy. My guess would be if you just looked at catch and shoot numbers, those numbers are going to be good. He was just taking a lot of threes in Detroit that I don't think he would have to in Washington because that wasn't going to be his role. Like I do want people to understand that, that like he was literally the only offense most of last season. It was it was pretty rough, yeah. And and even the beginning of this season, Cade Cunningham was hurt for a little while. So it's it's not the same role. It's not going to be apples to apples. That Wizards roster obviously is so much more talented that if he was with it, I think he would fit in really well. And he's done it before. He's filled a non-number one role before in his career. And I, I think that's sort of the question I would have. There, there's been some, I, I don't know, maybe it's an ego thing here, but like, uh, there's been some issues about uh, how many shots are people getting? What kind of shots are people getting? Um, there was an athletic article about maybe people being unhappy with their offensive role. Um, you've got Kyle Kuzma, like Kuzma is best in a take it to the hoop or catch and shoot situation. You, you don't want him trying to, to air quotes, get into his bag too much. Same with uh, KCP. And, and it sounds like that's kind of the case for, for Grant and the wizards have had, more success recently with this sort of notion of like Bradley Beal as offense initiator and kicking it to catch and shoot guys and, and drawing in the defense and kind of getting them better looks. And it, it seems like Grant would be kind of an ideal compliment for something like that. No, I, I think so. He, he, it's funny you said that because I have it in my notes. Like I say wiggle. I don't know if people understand what I'm saying, but like yep. I put it in my notes, like he has to stop trying to show his wiggle. I thought he was trying to like prove like I can go this direction, this direction. No, catch and shoot, straight line drive, come off a pin down, hit a pull, you know, a mid-range jumper. And so that's when he stays in that lane. I think that that is when he's really good. I will say this. I, I have no sources. I have no inside connections. I'm not that type of guy. So I don't know if he's unhappy or not or whatever. All I'll say is I felt like he came to Detroit to be the number one option, knowing that it would be a bad team. And now he's number two. I think he would be happy being number two or number three on a good team, just not in Detroit on what it is, is a bad team, sure. if that makes sense. So I don't think there's like concerns that he's going to be wanting his, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you basically go from being like maybe the fifth option on a good playoff team to the guy. I think it would be hard to go back to being like the fifth or sixth guy, but agreed. You know, if you're the third option next to Kuzma or Dinwiddie or or whoever that that other piece is, um, I, I think that's probably worth it for a guy to, to actually win some games. Um, hopefully, uh, not that we're we're lighting the world on fire here at the moment, but uh, yeah, I mean, just a a couple other questions. I guess you know, you see what the the three point percentage is this year. It's sort of not not great, but. Um, a lot of that comes down again to to role and situation and things like that. How do you feel about him as kind of a capable floor spacer? I guess I think his gravity is going to be good. Like he's gonna he's gonna space the floor. Um, 
you know, uh, watching a team night in and night out that doesn't space the floor very well and doesn't have a lot of gravity guys like that. He's a guy that does. And so I know, I, and I know, I know people are going to look at the numbers and what it's down at 33 this year, it was only 35, but you know, for his career, I mean, he's not going to shoot 40% sure. probably, you know, he's not just going to light the world on fire, but he is a capable enough three point shooter that you're going to have to respect him. He's going to keep the floor space. If you close out too hard again, he can shot fake you. He can straight line drive and he'll put it, he'll put one on your head. If like, if you're, you know, so he, he's athletic, he's strong. Um, and so I don't think spacing should be an issue or a worry whatsoever. The, the biggest issue I ever had with him offensively was the isolations. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, if you need an isolation guy, he's not your man, like the efficient. And, and I'll say this too. We haven't got into this, Matt. I don't think he's a great like passer okay. out of those situations. Um, you know, for his, even beyond the assist numbers, like just when you break it down and watch the film, his passes aren't always on target. He doesn't always see it. Like if he's in like a mid range post up, like back to the back to the basket, he doesn't always make Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's not, doesn't even mean it's a bad shot. Like he'll make the wrong read to the pass on the backside, Mm -hmm. you know, like not even a turnover, but it was just the wrong guy that had a wide open shot. So. And I I think that would be okay here. Like, I, I think what they would ask from him from a facilitation standpoint is probably, you know, a good deal lower. Um, I look at Kuzma as like kind of a a reasonable comp in in terms of like what Kuzma's been for us over the last like ten ish games is probably about what Grant is. I think you know a guy that could get you twenty, a guy that could get you ten rebounds, a guy that can guard multiple positions. I think for a possession or two, he you know he could get away with um, isolating a guy and 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 trying to to beat him off the dribble, but like you know, you probably want like a less is more offensive approach from, from both of those guys. And, and that's been the biggest thing for Kuzma is he came in trying to prove he was like a potential six ten shooting guard. And now they've kind of got him into like, Hey, you're better as like a four five almost. And, and that's led to like better shots closer to the rim His two point percentage has gone up markedly. I, I think that same kind of thing could happen for Grant too. Like, just getting better looks, somebody to create something easy for him. He could be the role man in the pick and roll. And and one of the big things that Wizards wanted to do was obviously get more shooting was a big deal, and that hasn't really worked out for them. But the goal partly this year was to get more athletes. And and I think Grant also helps you a big deal and in, in, uh, a good deal in that regard too. That's, that's one area you brought up the pick and roll there that I was kind of clamoring to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we talk about in Detroit all the time that we don't feel like they run enough. And, yeah. and again, where you don't have inside information, I don't know if, if Jeremy was like, no, that's not what I do, sure. but he has the archetype to be good in that. Like he could catch a lob, like he's not just like a high riser, but he could catch a lob. Mm-hmm. He could catch and, and score. He could pick and pop. It, it would be interesting. And listening to you talk about Kuzma, yes, they, they do sound similar, but they, that's also the type of player I feel like can play together as long as you have a creator on the floor Mm -hmm. where, yeah, they may just go stand in opposite corners, but now that the floor is going to be spaced, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I I totally agree. And and I think realistically, uh, whoever would go out in this kind of a trade probably is of a similar position, just younger. Right. So it, it probably, um, you know, eliminates some of that need already. I, I think the assumption from, I think we've talked a reasonable amount about what what Grant is as a player, and maybe we can transition a little bit here into 
what a trade for Grant would, a hypothetical trade for, <laughs> for Grant would actually look like here. And then this is one of my like personal pet peeves is, uh, you know, I think fans of teams always do this and, and ours is no different where you assume every other team exists to like make your team better. And if it, <laughs> if it screws their team, like, so be it. Uh, so you, you see a lot of like, um, you know, these proposed trades where it's like, all right, who's the, the flotsam we could get off the roster and get a really good player back in return. But I think part of the question is, you know, what is Detroit trying to do? What are they trying to build toward? What kind of pieces actually seem like they would be, you know, if, if you can give a little insight into what they might be looking for, I can kind of help fill into who on the Wizards roster might might check some boxes there. That, yeah, that'll be perfect. And, and so I guess I'll stay a little bit more with what I think. I do think they want a guy that's going to contribute. Like, I don't think they can have like what I call a lottery ticket or a maybe guy. Like the Pistons have a lot of dudes that are second unit players that if they were actually able to play in the second unit, Mm -hmm. they would be good players. They're just having to start because they're on the Pistons. Um, I think a lot of fans at least would want draft capital back. And Troy Weaver, the GM of the Pistons, seems like a guy that's very confident in his ability to scout. Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart were late, or sorry, middle of the first round draft picks. And so I think he has a lot of confidence in that. But I will say this. I think they have to get something now because they drafted Cade Cunningham and they're on the clock to be successful for Cade Cunningham. Not obviously not going to happen this year. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs next year. It'll be a couple, but they have to slowly start showing improvement. So I think part of that is finding a guy a little bit younger than Jeremy, finding a guy that's a little more comfortable kind of growing with this team, not being the number one guy because Cade is the face of the franchise and there's no denying it. So maybe somebody a little bit younger position wise. I don't think it matters. Cade's very fluid. And honestly, everything has to go. How does this guy fit with Cade? It seems like they could, and and you don't have to address that via this particular trade or whatever, but like, it seems like a team lacking for shooting. Is that fair? A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do have a couple of guys in that, in that vein, I think, um, it's a guy that would probably almost have to go out in terms of making salary match here is Davis Bertans. And this was a guy like two years ago, he was like the greatest steal uh, a GM could come up with, you know, from the fan base. And then, then he got paid and he came in out of shape and uh, you know, didn't have sort of the right maybe person to set him up role wise last year. Uh, So like he and Russell Westbrook never seemed to like fully click. And it, it was just sort of a weird fit. And then he got hurt early this year. So he just didn't really like um, kind of materialize after getting paid the way I think everybody would hope. The shooting has really picked up as of late. Uh, he's in the mid thirties now, but over the last, uh, I want to say month, basically, um, you know, give or take in, into, into the December timeframe, um, he's closer to 40%. So like trending in the right direction. I almost don't see a way where this deal happens that he's not involved in some capacity. And, and that could be a guy that next to Cade, he actually looks better than he looks, you know, in, in Washington. Yeah. That's what, you know, I hit the trade machine today. As soon as I had time, you know, I wanted to do as much work as I could in preparation for this. And it, it's really hard to put a trade together that doesn't involve Bertans. And 
no, I, I think a guy like that makes a lot of sense. So it, uh, again, I, I, I box score, watch the other NBA games. Cause it's, you know, time can, you know, I only have so much time in the day and I do everything I can Pistons. Is he like a four five, both where, where you know, what, where does he kind of play? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Right. So I, I think he almost has to be beer four. Okay. Um, not athletic enough to stay with the wings and uh, not strong enough to play five for any sort of regular minutes. And, and realistically, he's a net negative defensively pretty much with whoever he guards. Like if he's shooting from anywhere on the court, which he he's done for stretches in, you know, the low to mid forties, like then he becomes a net positive for you as a team, but you, you almost need people next to him that can mask that. So whether that's, um, you know, Cade on the perimeter or Sadiq Bay on the wings or, or whoever you kind of use to like help cover up some of those limitations, the problem in Washington has come where you've got Beal as a minus defender. You've got Dinwiddie who's been a minus defender. Like it's hard to play three guys on the court at the same time that, that haven't been particularly good defensively. They played him next to, to Corey Kispert who just rookies are typically bad defensively. Right. So it's sure. I think um, you would need the right situation to mask him. I think Detroit's timetable, they probably don't even care about him that much as a player. It's just a serviceable guy that could fill in 15 points and he's not a part of the long-term plan. Maybe later in the contract, they can flip him for an asset. If he recoups some value, that would, that would be my assumption of why that's not like a terrible team to try to take on a deal like Berton's. Yeah. So that's what, just listening to that, like that would be pretty problematic defensively because even though the Pistons aren't very good and we don't have a rim protector, we play a very aggressive style defensively. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those things don't get masked. Like guys who are bad off the ball, it shows up because Mm -hmm. there's not someone coming from the weak side, especially without Jeremy, to be honest with you, um, blocking shots. You know, I'll be honest, just the, the Pistons people I interact with, I kind of was like, hey, what do you guys think? I'm going on this podcast. Like, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts. And a lot of people were like, I don't want Berton's contract. I don't want. And they essentially were like, no, Washington has to give us a first round pick to take Berton. Like, we want to trade Jeremy for Rui or whoever. We'll get into those. And if they have to put Berton's because of the money, they're also going to have to attach a pick. So we have to take on the money. Yeah, I mean, just just based on how he's been the last year and a half, like it's it's hard to say he's a plus asset. I actually do think it, it could work out better for Detroit than than certain other teams because at some point they're going to have to fill salary cap out with somebody, right? While they while they rebuild, they try to add young pieces that aren't typically that expensive. Uh, so, it, of anybody that could absorb a bad deal, um, and any plus production you get from him is kind of a benefit. I, I don't think it's as big a deal for them, but. To your point, I, I wouldn't be like pumping my fist to get Bertans if I were a Pistons fan listening to this. I do think when I looked at Spot Track that maybe the final year of the deal was only like five million guaranteed or something. Maybe wasn't fully guaranteed. Is that is that correct? Do you uh, that's remember? A, that's a really great question, and and I like made such a big deal about this contract as soon as it happened, and now I've tried to like mostly block it out because he has not been my favorite signing <laughs> all time. Um, I want to say it's a team option for the last okay. year, but okay. but I'm somebody listening to this that is more attunely aware of Berton's deal than me is probably like throwing uh, their phone across the room. Uh, <laughs> if, if it's a player option, that would be rough, but yeah, it's a lot of money for a lot of years. So I, I think, you know, what you heard there is probably, is probably spot on. Like 
it seems hard to do this if we're not giving back either two young pieces or or a pick. The problem for the Wizards and why I think this ultimately is is something that doesn't get done. They are very limited in the first round picks they can trade. They've kind of got one available between now and I want to say 2028. Um, just because they they owe an outstanding pick as a part of the John Wall uh Russell Westbrook swap. So you know, it, it would be a long time before that materializes. I think the only other option here is, is maybe there's another piece of this deal or Washington goes out and trades a Montrez Harrell or a Thomas Bryant or somebody like that and can recoup a pick in the process. But I, you know, a 2027 first round pick is probably not particularly appealing to, to Troy Weaver right now. Uh, so what is the deal with Thomas Bryant? Because he was actually a player I really liked. And then the ACL, obviously, and, and he hasn't played since. Right? I mean, is he close or? So he is, uh, he is, well, depending on when people listen to this, he could be playing at this exact moment. Um, spoiler for, for anybody we're recording uh, during the Orlando Magic uh, Wizards game right now. So he was available for tonight's game. Um, whether or not he'll actually be getting, uh, you know, a ton of minutes is, is sort of, um you know, still TBD, but, but he is healthy enough to be playing basketball games again. And, and the problem for Washington is there's just not enough minutes for him, Gafford and Harrell uh, expiring deal. So I think it's almost a guarantee that either Harrell or Bert, uh, Bryant or both are, are not wizards probably after the trade deadline. So, you know, somebody like Harrell, I can't imagine has much um, appeal for the Pistons. Uh, nor would I imagine he'd be like a great citizen about ending up, uh, you know, uh, on a rebuilding team. But, but Brian is a guy that uh, is probably not going to get paid a lot this offseason. He has some value. I, I've always been a big Brian guy myself. Like everybody roasts him here for him being like an underwhelming defender. But I always look at center as like the guy who he's going to look the worst if the rest of your guys are bad defenders too. And yep. and we've had turnstiles on the perimeter for most of his time here. So like, I'm not saying he's, um, you know, Rudy Gobert 2.0 or anything, but I think he could at least be serviceable, you know, around other serviceable guys. And he's young enough that they're still, he's not like wildly out of line with the Pistons timeframe. I don't think. And he stretches the floor a little bit, right? Like that's what he started. Yeah, he's a great shooter. I think his biggest value as just sort of like, uh, like a hustle energy big almost. Um, his like sort of like how he burst on the scene was just I'm going to beat whoever my man is to the you know down the court. Um, he's super efficient around the rim, and he got a little too pick and poppy, um, but before going down with an injury last year and, and in the bubble before that, but. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's a guy that's gonna shoot around forty percent from three, you know, give or take, and uh, it seems like that's a reasonable fit for a team that that could use a, a perimeter shooting big. Well, I'll tell you, like I tweeted this out, like he almost sounds like the version of Isaiah Stewart that we all want Isaiah Stewart to become, yeah. because Isaiah Stewart's all those things you talked about, other than a really good finisher around the rim and three point shooter, and like all I want him to do is develop one of those things. Uh, I, I really like Thomas Bryant. Well, I'll just say one of the trades I tried to put together was actually Rui. And we haven't, you know, we haven't talked about him yet. And I don't know if that's even on the table for Wizards fans. And I tried to attach Bryant to him and it still wasn't enough cap wise. Like I almost had to attach KCP, but then I assumed the Wizards would want some sort of guard wing in return to replace that. And so that one really started to get tricky there. 
there was some uh, sort of reporting from from Wizards insider Quentin Mayo about um, the Wizards want to try to get this deal done without giving up either Rui Hachimura or Denny Avdia. Yeah, I can't see how they do that. I mean, like, of course they want to try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they want to give up as little as possible. Every team does, uh, but I, I just can't see how realistically you don't pull that off. And, and if I'm Detroit, Rui is the much more appealing option to me than Denny, just because Rui is at least a serviceable shooter already. And, and Denny just isn't realistically. Denny is the better defender of the two at, at this point. He's more of a point forward type guy, potentially. Um, and, and I don't know how well that fits, particularly next to Cade anyway. I, I think Rui is probably your better fit off ball. That's very true. And, and like I said, where I started with wanting somebody that could probably come in and be a starter. Sure. Uh, but but can, can I ask you, I'm, I always sure. do this when I come on other no, people. No, please. Talk. So the producer of, of Motor City Hoops, Wes, he, Wes Davenport, he loves Denny. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a huge Denny Avia fan. We actually talked about the Wizards one episode when he recorded with me before he became the producer. Can you give me a little insight? Because you said point forward and that's what he kind of brought up about Denny. And he's like, the Wizards don't use him the right way. Like he gets so frustrated and, and you know, he's an outsider, but it, do you see some of that? Is there more there? As a rookie, before he got hurt, they kind of pigeonholed him into like a three and D wing. Um, and, and he's just not that right. He's um, he was a guy in Europe that would grab and go and, and kind of push the pace. He has like almost no left hand to speak of. Sorry to any fans, whoever's listening, if you're getting mad at me for this, like I actually really like the kid overall, but um the, the skills kind of have to catch up to the ideal role I think you would want him to play. So you either got to shoot it well enough to be able to take guys off the dribble so they respect it or be solid enough with your ball handling that that you can actually do that. I, I don't think he'll ever be like this sort of full-time, um, you know, playmaker, but could he be secondary, tertiary, you know, guy that kind of initiates some offense? I think absolutely longer term. Um, I think the shooting will kind of come around. He did a lot of uh, tweaking of mechanics, I would say, um, you know, right before the draft. And it's looked better. It's, I think, honestly, his offensive issues are more of like a confidence thing at this point. There's a lot of like, you know, sort of gator arming floaters around the rim when he should just go up and like try to dunk on somebody and draw foul. So, or, I mean, you, you know, this as a, as a, as a basketball player yourself, like, that situation where like people create an open look for you, but you're not really prepared to shoot it. So you do the, like, I think I have to shoot it, even though I'm not ready to like that sort of half of Denny's threes are like, I have to get this up. And I, I knew as soon as I shoot it, I shouldn't have shot it. Like you can almost see it on his face half the time. So it's almost, it sounds to me like a little bit of a mentality thing in terms of just like, where are my shots supposed to come from? How do I want to play? What type of player am I? Exactly. And I'll be honest, like, I think a lot of people think that's an easy mentality to change. And I just, we're going through that with Killian Hayes right now yeah. as well, a completely different size of player, but the same type of thing. And it's like, those guys grow up playing a certain way. You don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden he's a stand in the corner, catch and shoot, or shoot guy. Like they're used to playing with the ball in their hands. And then that also affects their, all their other game, the energy they play with and different things as well. So, um, I'm not saying that worries me, but that's interesting about that. So I want to throw out one that people said that you would tell me absolutely just, no just for Wizard. Oh, yeah. thing for you, Bryce, before you move on to that, it's something you hit on a minute ago uh, about the aggressive style of defense. Yeah. Um, he would be a perfect fit defensively in Detroit. 
Uh, he is the first guy that says, I want to be the stopper. I'll guard okay. Giannis. I'll guard your shooting guard. Like whoever you need me to guard, I'm willing to do it. I will bang with people. There's been some adjustment, I would say, about, um, you know, playing in the Israeli league uh, versus, versus playing in the NBA and what is or isn't a foul. But the dude is not scared of anybody on okay. that end of the court. So I think that would actually be be pretty promising from that perspective. Okay. That no, that that is very encouraging because I know there's a little bit of talk like where the Pistons are building. Like, are yeah. they gonna kind of go all in on like let's be good defensively? Because Kate is good defensively, Killian mm-hmm. is very good defensively. And so do you continue to surround him with those type of guys, or you know, is it more offense, you know, yeah. or or whatever? But the the one that people uh, so I wrote down Kuzma and Denny for Jeremy Grant. The money works. Sure. And people told me the Wizards absolutely won't do it. There's no chance. And so I just wanted to ask just to get your reaction to it. I think it would be tough in the interim, uh, like in the immediate future for them to make that move, right? If if what you've seen from Kuzma for the last 10-ish games is is actually the Kuzma we're going to get longer term, there's probably not a huge delta between he and Grant production-wise yep. anyway, yep. and he makes a lot less money. I think that's probably the thing, you know, ultimately at the end of the day that, that would stop something like that. Um, you know, if, if he sort of uh, comes back to earth a little bit more, he's still a really good player on a good deal, but, you know, he's not, a, he's not sort of on par with somebody like Grant at that point. So, so I want to, I don't know if it's real or not. We're, we're still sort of hoping and praying on, on this end of things still. And I know a deal around Denny gets real. It, it almost has to include Bertans. I think yeah. we know that. So let's like, I, I want to go back to Denny if that's okay. Cause like sure. you have me intrigued. So where, where, like, where does he play with the wizards? Like as, as a, th- is he like a three, a three, four, every three, once four. in a while, five, you know, for a couple of minutes here or there, like there, there was, um, a small stretch where they were sort of bottomed out with COVID stuff where, uh, you know, he played a couple of minutes here and there at the five, but I think he's probably my personal opinion at this point, best suited as a four um, only because the, the ball handling is not there to kind of like, uh, you know, exploit some of those mismatches uh, against smaller, quicker guys, but he's, he's like pretty strong already, like in terms of holding his ground defensively, could he add some more strength and help with the finishing um, offensively? That's probably something he'll have to to look to do. But if I'm if I'm uh, Detroit, I, I'm interested in some package of Bertans, Denny, and maybe Kispert. Um, you know, uh, in lieu of an actual first round pick being available, he's last year's first round pick. He's been really good at everything except shooting the ball this year, which I mean, not really good defensively, but he's, he's been getting better, but he's attacking closeouts. Well, Um, you know, the, the energy, the cutting, the hustle plays, like those things are there. He's, he almost like threw down on somebody last night. Like he's a better athlete than I think people give him credit for. Uh, But, but he's just not shooting at a clip you would expect for a guy that people build as maybe the best shooter in last year's draft, I don't see any situation where that like doesn't come around. Um, so I, I think from a team that could use some wing shooting, uh, he'd, he kind of makes sense at least. Yeah. I mean, I think as you go through that again, the Bertans contract, but 
And, and we kind of, the Pistons kind of a weird, they just traded for Bull Bull, which, I, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. I, I just finished my breakdown on him and I had to temper my expectations. You know, you get excited. Just Wizards fans of- love Bull Bull. So there's some people oh. listening to this right now that are jealous of you. <laughs> so um, he, he does some things really well, but I almost wonder where the minutes would come. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think if, if they trade, if the Pistons traded for Bertans and Denny, I don't know where the minutes would come unless like we sent Trey Lyles with Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. who's actually been kind of sneakily decent this yeah, especially, year, especially lately. Right. I mean, yeah, with during, Grant out, I, Lyles has been really good. And he's played small ball five, which I don't know if that would interest the wizards, but some team, I can't help but wonder if they're not going to like that possibility for a second unit. Sure. Um, but K- Kispert in the second unit for the, for the Pistons makes a lot of sense. I think for me, it would come down to, you know, what Troy Weaver thought about Denny. Like, is he a, could he start at the three slash four with Sadiq Bay? Could they be interchangeable? Because I think Sadiq Bay is kind of the same thing, a three mm-hmm. or four. Um, you know, they start Hamadou Diallo right now, who doesn't necessarily stretch the floor. Yeah. And so, you know, the fact that Denny probably shoots as good, if not better than I him, would say it's probably a wash at this point. Yeah. Now, Homie's an uber athlete, um, great cutter, but. He's undersized, a, right? I mean, yeah, and makes a lot of mistakes off the ball defensively. I'm not sure he's like, I'm going to go lock you up like you were talking about with Denny. So that if they thought he could be a starter for this team moving forward, I could see where like maybe it somewhat centers around that. Yeah, I ultimately don't see this getting done just sure. for some of the reasons we talked about. But if I'm the Pistons, I hold out for Rui. I, I think yeah. the fit makes the most sense. Uh, he could kind of come in there and, and replicate some of that production in a bigger role. I, I think he could look a lot better. Obviously, he's still sort of working his way back from stuff. Maybe his trade value is lower right now than I think Wizards fans think it is just having not played this year uh, until very recently. But he makes the most sense for them. I think he's a better shooter than he's shown this point in his career. Reasonable defender. Can kind of play similarly to Bay where he could be some 3-4 depending on the situation. I think that fit actually makes a decent amount of sense, especially if you have really... Um, respectable, you know, guard defenders with them. So uh, th- that if, if I'm Weaver, I'm like banging my fist on the table, like Rui or bust. And that's what most Pistons fans told me today too. You know, Kuka Hill from Locked On Pistons, who does a great mm-hmm. job. Like I text him, I said, you know, what do you think? He goes, give me Rui or I don't want to talk, you know, essentially. Um, I think what hurts, so if Wizards fans, like I think what the, the asset the Wizards probably don't have that I think the Pistons would really want, covet is like, uh, somebody that could get a bucket on the wing, like a true mm-hmm. three, yep. um, even like a two, three kind of wing mm-hmm. type player. Like that's what the Pistons really would probably be interested in flipping Jeremy Grant for. Um, and so I think that's where the Wizards probably don't have that guy because KCP doesn't fit the mold in terms of age. You don't want him to dribble if you can help <laughs> So um, I think that's, like you said, I don't think it probably ends up happening either depending on what Grant's actual market is. But I think that's probably why, because that or if Daniel Gafford was available, that's a guy we haven't talked about, a guy that I absolutely love. I don't know how good he's been this year, just looking at the numbers. He fouls a little too much, but he's okay. he's he's still real good. Yeah, I think yeah. that they would put him on their basically like untouchable list if if I had to guess. Okay, I wondered about that because he he's not available till April 12th for whatever reason anyway. But I wondered if he would be untouchable also. But like I, I fell in love with him watching, I think, oh, the playoffs last year. Yeah. The the play, like I just randomly was watching a game. I did a breakdown on him because I just like my eyes always gravitated towards him. And he fits exactly what Pistons fans are clamoring for to play with Killian and Cade. I think 
just given how team friendly an extension he just signed, he is young. Like I, I, I think he realistically can't be traded until the off season anyway. And I still yeah. don't think they'll, um, they'll do that unless it was some, like some Godfather offer for another uh, big time all-star or something like that. But yeah, it, it, it just seems like this is a tough one to, to work out as much as people have talked about it, which I know we just hyped this thing up for, for a half an hour and, and now we're saying like, eh. <laughs> but, but you never know what teams will figure out. I, yeah. I think Tommy Shepard's been reasonably creative for Washington. The, the Westbrook trade is, is proof of that. Uh, but you know, there's just the, or do the assets match up and, and, and do the guys we have fit where, where Detroit's kind of go is, is, is questionable. Uh, another name I heard was that the Pistons sort of covet Patrick Williams from Chicago. I can't imagine, uh, even if he was healthy, you know, like, I, I just can't imagine that being a move that Chicago is ready to make at this point. So uh, there might come a situation where like, you've got to move Grant for somebody, Yep. Um, does this become one of the, you know, the better options? You saw some rumblings about, oh, the Lakers are interested in Jeremy Grant no. and like seven other people. <laughs> like there's nobody there that should appeal to Detroit, I wouldn't think. Uh, Lakers fans try to shove THT down our throats. And like, I just turned Twitter off whenever that <laughs> happens. So, um, no, and, and Troy Weaver, like he has been a gunslinger since he came. To, he he literally has turned the roster over a hundred, like a hundred percent. Seku was the last one. Seku Dumbuya, who got traded to the Nets and then released and all that. Another guy but, that a large segment of Wizards fans were interested in and pre-drafted. And I'm I'm glad we kind of dodged that one. No he is the most polarizing player in my short tenure with the you know with with, with the Pistons community. Um, but you know you never be and some of the players that Weaver has ended up coveting you know, surprised the heck out of us. And, you know, nobody thought he was going to sign Kelly Olenek in the off season. Right. And, and we haven't got to see what has panned out because he got hurt, but like, I don't think we know the full vision yet. So it wouldn't surprise me if he coveted Denny mm -hmm. or if he pounds his hand and says, and attaches whatever else the wizards would want to bring back Rui or whatever it was. So, and, and you never know, there's a lot of smoke. I think with these things, sometimes the Lakers don't make any sense. You know, the Knicks have been thrown around, but how, I don't know that Jeremy Grant plays well next to Julius Randle. You know, so like like you say, the market may dry up really fast. Like what if Ben Simmons ends up getting traded to one of these teams and then the market, you know, so it, I think it still could possibly happen, but you're right. It, it's hard to see it necessarily on paper right now. What does Grant make per year? Do you know? 20. He's on, he's on a decent con. Here's the scary. Here's the report came out that he would be extend. His extension eligible would be four for 118. And a lot of Pistons fans who said, because De Je Jeremy Grant came out in the athletic article and said he signed with Detroit because he wanted to play for a black city with a black coach and a black GM. And because of that, a lot of fans, including myself, has said, thought that he would be here, a lifer maybe. And obviously things change. Sure. Um, but I'll even say when I saw that contract extension numbers, I said, uh, th this might be the time. And right now a team can get him for a year and a half instead of maybe just a half a season or a full season if it was the off season. But at 20 million, he's a great, he's a yeah, great contract. Sure. But the extensions is a little pricey if that's truly what he's going to ask for. I think that's the other thing that would kind of make me me hesitant from the Wizards perspective. You just did all this work to get off the wall, then Westbrook deals. Uh, you signed Vertons to what ultimately hasn't been been a great deal. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has not been an, a sort of overnight success thus far, yeah. unfortunately. So, so that's another tough contract. Do you really want to move into 
to grant at this point and, and kind of like use up your limited assets that you have that, that, you know, might appeal to people um, for, for a guy that, you know, ultimately is probably about like a 20 million player, right? Like that, yep. that probably actually is like a, a good number for the type of player he would be on a winning team. I would think. No, I agree. I think that's a good contract for the rest of this season and next season. Um, but four for 118 is a lot of money for what I think Jeremy Grant is on a championship team. Like the, the role I think he plays on a championship team or even a day, deep playoff team, deep run playoff team, uh, that seems pretty pricey. Um, unless he can replicate what he did in Detroit as an, in the number two role, you know, and be more efficient, which is possible, I guess. If you can get uh defensive Denver grant plus offensive uh, Pistons grant, like then, then, then we're talking uh, that, that kind of fringe max guy. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Bryce, thank you so much for breaking this down with me. This has been terrific. I hope fans enjoy it too. Again, trade talk is always fun for everybody. I, I think even though we ended on the, eh, probably doesn't happen <laughs> note. Uh, if it does, I would love to have you back on to kind of dissect okay. how, you know, it actually plays out, but, but for anybody who wants more Pistons coverage now or, or wants to tune in on, on what's going on up in Detroit, uh, tell us where we can find your work, plug all the stuff you have going on. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's give you some, some love here. I appreciate it. Yeah. I know the Pistons aren't very good. Uh, Cade Cunningham's a lot of fun to watch if you want to tune into a game though, but yeah, at motor city hoops on Twitter and the podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those places. And then DetroitBadBoys.com is where I do articles and breakdowns. If you just typed in like Detroit bad boys, Jeremy Grant, you can go find the article from a couple months ago. It was 10 games into the season. Uh, a fellow content creator wrote the article. My video breakdowns are on there, or you can check out the motor city hoops, YouTube channel and find those videos as well. And Matt, I had a blast. Absolutely. If, if this trade goes down, I'd love to return the favor and have you on over Let's at Motor it. City Hoops to talk about the Wizards and, and maybe just in general, you, you know, just talk NBA and, and all of that. So I had a lot of fun. I hope the listeners enjoy it. Yeah, next time the two teams play, we'll, we'll have to get together for something. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, thank you again for the time. Everybody check Bryce's workout. Obviously, uh, you can tell it in our short episode here that, that this guy knows what he's talking about. So um, Always, always appreciate uh, smart basketball minds kind of breaking stuff down for us. Uh, Wizards fans, I guess we'll see uh, how this plays out over the next month or so here. So stay tuned for our potential uh, trade deadline roller coaster. Uh, it's been another Believe in Wizards. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll check you guys next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.